We are live. We're live. Whatever happened to? Oh yeah. Am I my brother's keeper? Huh? You know what happened to it? It became my people's keeper. A moment of information, impartation, and inspiration to uplift, encourage, and most importantly, empower. So am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Am I my sister's keeper? Yes. Oh yes, I am my people's keeper. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, wow. Good evening, good evening, everybody. This is yours truly, Will Robinson, here on this evening with my lovely co-host and our special guest this evening. Give a shout out to our special guest co-host. What's going on? How you doing? Hello, hello. We live, baby. How you doing? We live, baby. We are live. I'm here with the Robinson clan. We have Ariana and Aiden in the building. Look at them. Look at my children. Look at my children. How y'all doing? Y'all good? Hey, Aiden. Good, good. Well, let me start off. Ari, how was your day today? It was all right. It was a little something for children. It was all right? Yeah. Okay. Aiden, how was your day? It was okay. Nothing much. Okay, okay. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Well, good. Well, um, the queen, how you doing? How was your day? Today was a good day. In a day above ground is great, right? Mm, I know that's right. You're talking right now. You're talking right. Well, listen, man, we, we thank you all so much for joining us on uh, this episode of My People's Keeper. Um, definitely, we want you to continue to um, like and share. And definitely those that are watching live on Facebook, please like and share. Love, like and share. And if you have anyone, anyone that you know, um, definitely this episode is pertaining to, again, um, handling grief, part two of handling grief. And we're going to be talking from a child's point of view. And so definitely we would like some callers to call in, uh, some teenagers, children, young adults, um, kids that would like to, to call in 803-479-1683. We would love to hear from you. Um, definitely our guests are going to talk from their point of view as well. And I'm so grateful uh, to have my children with me uh, today to, to help talk about this topic. Um, one of the things in the Robinson household, um, we try to make sure that we not only uh, communicate with each other, but make sure that we uh, spend time in dialogue to discuss things that that normally, you know, we wouldn't discuss in in in, in different settings. But we try to make sure that that's one thing that we do in talking uh, with our children. Um, let, me just, let me just add to that or correct that. Not think we try to have conversations with our children that people normally don't have conversations with their kids about. So we try to do what. We try to do what people normally don't do. So we try to have conversations at a young age so they can, we can instill in them the foundation that's needed so they can deal with issues now instead of waiting until they get older and then hit with situations that they can't handle. So we try to prep them now. Absolutely. To my queen, the chief teacher of the house, we thank her so much uh, for definitely, you know, correcting that for us. I want you guys to also to chime in and to tune in to um, this podcast through Spotify as well. 119 Media Group. Shout out to all the 119 Media Group family. Uh, We thank you so much uh, for this platform to be able to come on and to share information 
um, that causes, um, that gives impartation and um, uh, inspiration to all that are listening and viewing. I um, also want you to go to YouTube as well. YouTube 119 Media Group there. You're able to actually view us there live as well. But definitely after the episode is, is, is through and you're driving in your car, please go to Spotify and go to 119 Media Group and check us out at My People's Keeper there. All right, Queen, how... Um, how you you know I, you know you you still pumped today, and so so again as we're going into this next into this uh, discussion tonight concerning uh, handling grief, um, I just want you to kind of just reiterate some of the things that we discussed, um, making out those five points uh, from last week uh, or the week before last uh, in our discussion. And want to again want to shout out to definitely um, Carolyn Johnson for calling in. Um, Kathy McKinney calling in. Um, I mean, definitely you guys were so amazing and definitely helped to uh, to that discussion. And we want to just kind of continue that discussion tonight. Um, Queen? All right. So last week we started this conversation, stopped talking about grief. What is grief? And we defined it as a deep sorrow caused by the death of someone. And we also know grief can not it's just not death. Grief can also be, say you had a job for 60 years and you got fired from that job. So now you're trying to figure out what to do. What's your next step? What's your move? That's a loss as well, because that's something that's income that you had that you no longer have. Those are benefits that you had that you no longer have. So grief can be a number of things, not only a job loss, but it also can be a relationship um, going through a divorce um, some uh, you've been with your partner for 25 years and all of a sudden y'all call it quits or whatever. That's another loss. That's another grief that uh, a process that you are going through. But the stages of grief, there are five stages and there is no particular order to grief. So first is denial. And that's when you first learn of the loss. It's, it's normal to feel that it's isn't happening. You may feel numb or shocked. Second, we have anger. It comes when reality sets in. Frustration, you feel helpless. You may direct your anger towards someone else um, because of the frustration you're feeling of losing your loved one. Then you have the bargaining stage where pretty much you're trying to talk to yourself about how did I, how could I have prevented this? Could I have kept my dad at home and not put him in a nursing home? Could I have invited my brother to dinner and he wouldn't have been to the club or something like that? That's the bargaining um, stage where you're trying to negotiate with God, strike a deal with God. Like, what if I would have done this? Would that prevent that? Then you have depression and there's different levels of depression, but it's stress sets in as you begin to understand the loss and its effects of life. Um, some signs of depression may include crying, sleep issues, decreasing appetite or increasing appetite. It just kind of depends. You may feel overwhelmed, regretful, loneliness. And then the last step um, or stage is acceptance. You may never feel okay about losing your loved one, but you, with acceptance, you learn to deal with it um, better. Right, right. Right. So and I think one of the things that um, that have, has helped us with this discussion, um, listening to uh, these different topics and then actually being able to see where you are in the present moment. And I think that, that those are things that could help 
us um, all together when it comes down to saying, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm at the bargaining stage right now. And, and, w- and with that, it can kind of help you help you through the process because we, we understand one thing that grief is a forever continuous process. Uh, we, we were trying to, I guess, as, as, as you said last uh, couple weeks ago, I guess we're, you know, we're just trying to, 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 to get to it. It's a, it's a work in progress. We're trying to be successful quote unquote at it. Um, and again, we talk about those, those, those things as relates to um, how to, how to deal and how to, uh, how to handle. Um, we want to go ahead and I wanted to do this because with that, you know, um, we've talked about a lot of individuals. Again, there are people that are losing loved ones, even as we speak right now. Again, I've just lost a family member um, this past week. Um, there are others that we know um, in our areas, in our cities, in our communities that have lost a loved one. Even one of our um, uh, members of the 119 Media Group has lost a nephew and an aunt. Uh, within the last week. And so um, with, with, with that discussion and, and we're talking about there's something that is constantly evolving, constantly happening and talking about. So a lot of times adults, as we as adults, we post, we, we, we hear each other's comments and our shares um, concerning how we're feeling and where we are uh, right now. And sometimes we we tend to not really ask, to, you know, ask the children or discuss with the children. Even when, when, when I was coming up as a child, there were just certain things. I remember, you know, um, being left, you know, not saying left, but with someone while um, family would go to, to funerals. Like, you know, my grand, when my grandfather died, my grandfather Henry uh, died. I remember having, to, you know, staying home uh, or staying at grandma's house with someone while they, while they watch um, just certain things that we, we, we had to kind of, um, you know, didn't didn't handle the same way. We're trying to kind of deal with it now. So from and the child, learning, our parents, our grandparents, they handle situations the best they thought, like what right. they thought was best for the children. And right. so how the Robinsons, how we are coming to the table, we're trying to, you know what, let's not leave them, but let's include them. Let's right. hear their thoughts. Let let us know how you feel about the loss of your uncle, your grandfather, and you know different people that we have encountered um, loss with. So we have Ariana and we have Aiden, and we want each of them to talk about their perspective on how they feel when it comes to losing a family member. And you all can decide who can who want to go first. Y'all want to do rock paper scissors? Shoot, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ladies first. So, come up a little bit, Ari, so I can hear you. So, good. What, like you don't love your mama, girl? Okay. So, uh, am I talking about uncle? You're just talking about how you feel about death overall. You can, you know, talk about your uncle as well, but just your feelings of yeah, you how that. you felt when I gave you the news about your uncle. You, you know, just how you feel about. Um, well, it was definitely shocking, you know, and like, you never, like, I don't like crying. Like, I don't like crying. I don't like giving my emotions. Like, I don't like showing my emotions out to people. So don't like sharing my emotions. emotions. So like when things happen and you know, it, when I do show my emotions in front of people, that's how, you know, like you're really hurt. Like, that's how, you know, dang, you just really lost this person and you Mm -hmm. like, he was like, oh, I should have talked to him yesterday. Like, as I was saying, like, oh, yeah, I was going to call him that day, too. All that type of stuff. And then, like, 
is when mom said it's certain ways of depression. Like you don't feel like you don't feel you kind of feel lonely, but at the same time you have people to encourage you about, but you'd be like, I don't think they feel the way you like how feel. you're feeling. Right. So like you just you kind of feel a lone type vibe. And it's definitely hard to like do that and stuff to like include like including like you know going to Diane's house when uncle passed you know that night I was so confused like I'm waking up out of the bed um we're going in the car stuff like that and it's just like what's going on and then like when you finally hear the news like you just have that feeling like when um I was in the car I was like I have a feeling something bad happened. like nope my parents would never wake me up at no 4 a.m go get coffee nothing you know it had something had to happen so you know stuff like that it's just it's just really hard like grief is not a easy thing like you still like you think even if you cry like you cry at a funeral you think you're done with crying you think you're done holding that emotion in but you're you're not like you still feel like certain days like you still feel like you're crying you're not you're not crying but you're still sad like you feel like you're about to cry and like when I had a poem, I had a, a assignment and I it was a poem and some included my uncle. So and you know it's talk about your personal self, you know, you can do deep if you want to do really deep, you can. So I you know I did a little uncle. So like, you know, it made you it hit me, but like it didn't hit me to the point where, okay, I need to take a moment. Let me go outside, let me go to the bathroom, let me think this through, you know, calm myself down. So like you won't have that overthink like oh my gosh like it just happened like you rethinking the whole day the whole night again like stuff like that it's i don't know okay so it is one of those things that um the feeling never go away right and then um the feeling never go away you constantly think about them and i heard you said something with the bargaining thing about so you thought about calling him probably like the day before or something, but right. you didn't get a chance to do it. So like either I was forget, I got I fell sleepy and forgot. Like those things, it just make you mad at yourself and right. mad at people around you. Like I swear, I was like I did not want to talk to nobody. Like I was really gonna just power my phone off just the whole week, just focus on the family, focus on everybody. But like, you know, you have people that care about you. You have people that make sure you're okay. Like I I know I have friends that make sure I'm okay. You know, certain things they they just you know they want to support. Yeah, they they want to support you. Like they can't just hold back. Like they want to come support you. And it's like it's hard for I feel like it's hard for me to like just open and share with them because it's like I want to like give you that emotion. I want you to make you feel proud of being a good friend. But at the same time, it's like Paula, come with that. Go ahead, continue, baby. It's like. Um, you're trying to like you're holding it. Wait, what did I thought I saw. Oh, so you sometimes you feel like um the grief sets in and you hold the feeling. Right. But you know, one thing I can tell you is it's best to release. Right. Let it out. It helps you feel better. No, it won't change the situation, but it'll kind of give give you a sense of cleansiness of you know, it's okay to grieve your uncle. It's okay to grieve your loved ones. Yeah, and like I never told y'all this, but like you know, I say I don't like spreading my emotions. So like mm-hmm. one, like one day, I don't know. I was just like, you know, you wake up at that bad day, like you wake up, you having a bad mm-hmm. day. So I don't know. Like I was just like, I'm just powering for off for the day. Like I just didn't feel like talking to nobody. I just felt like you know, just laying in the bed, like take going to sleep. So like 
I'm just thinking, you know, just thinking about life, just thinking about things. And then I'm just like, boom, starting to cry. It was like, what's going on? Me thinking I'm having mixed emotions. Me thinking like, I don't know. And they like, you really think you're like, wow, you're still crying. But like, at the same time, you're, you're feeling, you feel good about releasing your emotion, but at the same time, you're feeling like you don't want to. Like, I just, it's, for me, it's just really hard to like, let my emotions go. So like, because when, when my when mom told me, my face, you saw it in my face. Mm. Like you saw that you, you I'm about to cry, but I want to hold it in type vibe. And like, when I actually did, it was like, dang, this really hit, like it really hurt. And like, sometimes shit different, shit different, right. Mm. And then sometimes like, you'd be like, oh, I wish that I just checked up, checked up on them one day. Like, you know, like, after Uncle passed, I made sure I checked up on people. Like, I just made sure, like, to say, hey, how you doing? What's up? Just tell me about what's going on, about how your day how your day was. Like, because after, like, you knowing that you lost someone that you be like, oh, I can talk to them tomorrow. Oh, I can see them tomorrow. Oh, when I go to my grandma's house, they stop by and come see me. But, like, at some, you now you know, like, tomorrow's not far. Right, yeah. Like, you know, life is short. Right. When someone you love is especially young, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. uncle, and they just automatically just pass. It's just like, wow. Wow. That's good art. I, one thing I can say, she said, grief makes make you check up on people. So this what? is a 13-year-old. Let mm-hmm. you know, it's important to check on your people. Check, check in. Them. Check in and pop up. Right. Sometimes texting is not going to do it. Calling, they may or may not answer, but you will really get the true essence of how your people are doing by popping up, pop up, pop up on me. You'll see what's really going on with them. Listen, I think this will give time, give a moment, and that's absolutely good. I think this will give a moment for Aiden to kind of give him some time. I know he's not ready to rush, but uh, we have a caller that just called in, and I think this is uh, definitely a good moment to kind of uh, insert them in. Our wonderful, wonderful way of expressing and explaining how you know, how you went through that process. I think you did really, really well with that. And I, and I, and I appreciate um, you sharing with the world how you feel. We got um, Sister Millie Mays. Millie Jury is on the line. She called in. And I think this is, yeah, Sister Millie. I'm here. All right, good. And I think this is, is, is is a good moment, even though we're talking about from a child's point of view, um, I believe Sister Millie lost her mother at an early age, and I think this is kind of uh, this is just a great great opportunity for her to share as an adult now uh, from that perspective. So, Sister Millie, um, again, welcome to my people's keeper, and we uh, thank you so much for for calling in, and uh, want to give you this opportunity just to to share your story with us um, on tonight. Just a minute, can you hear me? Okay, hello. Thanks for the opportunity. Yes, ma'am. As you stated, I am Millie, and I I can hear you. Okay, good. The floor is yours, Shib. Okay. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, and yes, um, I lost my mother when I was seven years old. I actually watch it happen. I'm not going to go into details, but watching that at the age of seven, it made me become the person I am. All the things that I had to go through 
and live and see during the lifetime of it. And the and it makes you understand that life is too short to hate people, et cetera, et cetera. You have to learn to forgive a lot along the way, but it changed your life in a way that's so difficult because when you see other people loving on their uh, mother and you don't have a mother to love on, especially like holidays, et cetera, or as you get older, high school graduation, games, et cetera, and your mother can't be there because someone took her away. Hmm. But you have to, and as I got older, it took me, I'm, it's been 45 years plus when this happened. It hmm. took me until about seven years ago to truly, truly understand forgiveness. So I've been dealing with grief my whole life up until about seven, eight years ago. But we have to, it takes faith to give that true, true forgiveness. Right. Because until then, I was just say, I forgive people, but well, it let me know, like um, y'all was saying, you have to learn to check on people, love them while you have the opportunity, because they can get snatched away from you like a thief in the night. Hmm. And wow. so what you do, you rely on other people to be a mother figure. I have a godmother that's 80 years old now, and I relied on her a lot, and as well as my aunt that raised me, but it's still not your mother but it's people out there that will step into place. Mm. But I say all of that to say this, if you, we all have had grief, but during that grief, we must go to God and ask him for a way to truly forgive or help us through dealing with losing a loved one. Because he's the only one can help us through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just thank you for the opportunity to share. And I pray that it helps someone else along the way. Absolutely. It definitely has, has, has blessed me, blessed us today. Um, and definitely from, from a trend, like I said, you telling your story, seven years old, seven years old, losing your mother. And now you're an adult and to be able, cause again, there's a, there's a lot of individuals hasn't taken the initiative or taken the choice and you have taken the choice and, and definitely, you know, I know you can attest that God has really, um, done a, done a, an amazing work through that process as well. And yeah. so, and so we we definitely thank you so much for for sharing. Again, um, Sister Millie Mays, uh, one of our, our members at at, at, our, at our church, um, and, a, and a business owner, powerful woman of God. And we thank you uh, so much again um, for just calling in and sharing that story uh, with us. Again, we're thank just trying to well. handle grief. All right, so you be blessed. All right, love you, you so as much. Well. Thank you. All right. And what I take take from that call, I hear it. I hear it. Go ahead. What I take from that call is um, grief, death allows other people to step up. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. It allows others to step up. So yeah. then you will know um, who has your back when you're no longer here in essence. Yeah. Because, you know, this is a hard conversation, but it must have, like, we if something happened to us, we still haven't decided who will step in and take care of these two people behind me. You know, that's a conversation that has to be had. And that's a conversation that we all should have, especially when we have small kids to have things like this in writing. So we'll know, hopefully they'll go where, you know, somebody that's going to really take care of them. 
and yes, still offering them the life that we offered while while we were here. Yeah, and I think too, you know, um, I mean, and we 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 have our, you know, we have, I have my both of my parents. God bless, are still 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 alive and and well. And, and Patrice, we have our, our mother um, as well. And, and again, you know, you know, we would we would have that conversation, but still. It's still things that we would have to really consider, and I mean, I I know where you're going, but I'm, you know, you know, you would that'll be the automatic thing that most people would think about. You know what I mean? Think about your parents, but yeah. your parents are getting older, right? And, right. You know, you might have you have to rethink that. Not that your parents are not good, because they'll be right. great. They we know they'll step up, Absolutely. but we think about them being young and how they maneuver and how they always have us running up and down the road. So mm-hmm. that might be too much for an older person. So that's why you have to have backup plans. Backup plan. Backup plan. Yeah, and I was thinking about that that movie that we watched. Um, um, I forgot the name of it, but it was the movie that we watched um, where there was two couples that were where they were uh, they had friends. Um, the the, um, the bride and the groom. So the groom had her best friend. And the black, yeah, and, 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 yeah, but it's and I and I and I hope that will come 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 to sight that we'll be able to kind of just say, but pretty much they were they had a baby and um and they would they died in a car accident, and so they had put in a will put them down their godparents they were the godparents but they wasn't together they were just friends of the groom and a friend best friend of the bride. Yeah, and so they and so they were the godparents. They were chosen to take care of um, the child if anything should should ever happen to them, and so they had to come together to try, you know, and uh, work together to um, be guardians to uh, to the child. But again, the, you know, when people have your best interest at heart, as as relates to a friend um, or a sister or brother, you know. Um, again, things will make you step up. Like I said, these things that we talked about, you know, the loss of a loved one will make people step up, even though the best friend of, of the groom, you know, he had a career, you know, being an announcer, uh, video, you know, producer with the NBA, they you know, both had careers, they so. both had careers, you know, but it may, you know, step up normally as a woman, you know, they, they women have that instant about children that just, you know, makes them just, you know, step up. Uh, but sometimes it take a little more from me and, you know, to kind of do. Um, but again, you know, when you have that, that care and love for, for, for someone, it'll pull some things out of you. Um, let, let's go ahead to, to, to my baby boy, my baby boy, my, my beloved son. We want to give, this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, this is, this is, this is my boy. Uh, so I'm going to let him, him share. And I think we've talked, but I've never, I don't think we really had an opportunity to really him actually really, have a moment like this to kind of talk about it but son we want to give you the opportunity to talk about handling grief and um you could talk about even the loss with your of your uncle okay when i heard he died for some reason i i can't show emotion for some reason i can't show emotion and when i thought i was like like how and why mm. People sometimes try try to blame God and all that. But I'm thinking, was was this for a reason or something? But I think no. Sometimes. Well, sometimes when I 
what's the Take your time. You're good. Let me help you. So tell me how you feel. Oh, okay. Just, you know. I was like, why? Like, how did it happen? Mm-hmm. When I got really into it, I didn't show much emotion because I don't show emotion because that is funeral. I slept half of the time. Yeah, you did that. You did. You <laughs> <laughs> did. It's okay. And Brian, I bet I can I can hear Brian now. Look at nephew sleeping in my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, I was like, like, why? So, I really, I really decide. I would, I would every day. I would, I would call somebody. I'll call somebody. Check up on them. Like, like you know, let you know how I'm feeling and all that. That's okay. And also, I really want to the Papa. What? Say it again. Oh, your dad. Okay. Right. What about him? Uh, I, I always just remember. I would just miss him. All the good times we have. I just remember that one time. Me and Mason from the pool. He'll always be like, he'll always be sitting on that couch being like, Stop playing around. <laughs> Aiden, you remember you remember the time and and i think this is a part of handling grief too being able to remember the good times to be able to laugh right. and to smile you remember you remember that time uh you had your nerf your nerf gun and you had the nerf bullets and my and god bless that my father-in-law he was uh he, he had dementia before he passed and so he used to back in the day he used to smoke and so he had to stop smoking because uh having yeah, a pacemaker and all that right. change the lifestyle or whatnot and so um you know as 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 we talk about you know dimension you know they go back to certain places in their memory what they used to do and so uh aiden had one of his nerf bullets on the floor the blue bullet and so pop i said pop you good what you doing he picked up the nerf the nerf bullet and, and put it in and he looked at it and he tried to try to smoke try to smoke <laughs> Anyway, I'm like, Papa, it's not a cigarette, Papa. <laughs> I remember that. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, definitely, man, um, just, again, uh, reminiscing and, and remembering, you know, more than – and I think, I think that, that again, is some of the things that most, most people don't talk about. So, I, I think that goes right into, you know, uh, talking about the grief process. Some people don't like to share emotions as it relates to crying. So instead of crying, I'd rather, I'd rather laugh. I'd rather, you know, joke to keep from crying, if that make any sense. You understand? And so I think everybody has their different way of how they handle grief. And so because people don't cry or shed a tear at times, doesn't simply mean that they don't care or they don't, they didn't love the individual. It's just their coping me- mechanism of handling grief. That makes sense. Right. Everyone have a way. Everyone have a way. You have criers. You have, um, I'll just use myself for an example. It is hard for me. And and I think these kids might have that, me and them, but it's hard for me to show emotions. I do show them, but I will clean an entire house if I'm upset. Like, if I'm in my feelings, I will... I will just start cleaning and it just happened randomly. I will get up and just start doing stuff. It's, it's not my plan. It's not my intentions, but that is just my way of 
processing and right. dealing with what's happening. And in the midst of me doing it, I will have music playing and, and my thoughts. Like I have so many thoughts running through my head, but that's how I process it. Like, okay, this is happening. So, you know, we about to face, we're facing this challenge. And in my head while I'm cleaning, um, solutions mm. come through. Yeah. Different solutions come through to kind of help me like, okay, well, this is how you address this issue. This is how you do that. So I don't know. That could be just, that's just my way. And everybody's way is different. And whatever helps you, whatever helps you from losing your mind, whatever and helps I, you. And I think that's, and again, we're talking about a process that everybody has to deal with. And I think understanding everyone's process would help the process a whole lot better because I've heard it numerous of times, you know, when people say, well, she ain't shed a tear and ain't that, wasn't that supposed to be her, <laughs> you know, and, you know, crying um, is the only way. No. Yeah. And it's that not. is not the only way Yeah, you. And also people have to realize planning a funeral. You don't know the hell that that person went through just to plan the funeral yeah. of writing the bit. Who would have thought that I'm writing my dad's obituary? Who would have thought we was going to write Brian's obituary? Right. So you're trying to think and you're trying to put all that stuff together. You going to, you are making sure the policies are straight. You're going to pick right. out castes. You get outfits together. That's a lot. Within itself. So when you're sitting on that front row, it's a, yeah. I would like to. Add I, I never forget. What you say, son? You want to add something? Go ahead. You were talking about earlier how you sit clean, rest with your little emotion. Uh huh. So I I would do the same, but in a different way. Instead of cleaning and doing chores, uh huh. I would watch on TV, get my mind <coughs> on but watching American Ninja Warrior. Gotcha. Right. So you use the distraction to help you deal with your grief. Yeah, and another thing, but we were watching, um, remember we were watching that All-American movie? Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, we lost this song to the cop. So I was like, right. isn't this really not, isn't this related to dad's, but not like, isn't this related to dad's problem issue? It, it is. One person was killed by a civilian, another person was killed by a cop, but e both situations, people died for gun violence. And it, and it has to stop. Um, was that the one that he, you kind of that, that kind of got your emotions wrapped up? Was that the one? Me? Yeah. Oh yes. Cause that was one one show we saw that really, and I thought I thought that that stood out too, um, to me. Um, to to and again, it's okay to show emotion. Let me go ahead and get that straight to to Ariana, Aiden, and and yes. Patrice. It's it okay. is okay. It's it is okay, okay to show emotions. Yeah, and then to is. be honest, we show emotions. We just have our way of showing it. Right. Right. So I'll I'll go to say it's okay to shed tears. Go ahead, Ari. Um, like when you when you're going to be and you like don't like I don't know, but for me, I didn't see my parents cry, big, but I know they cried. Like you know, like you know, they're kind of trying to be more uplifting for y'all but knowing they have their own situation they could be doing it in the room while we're asleep they could be you know taking a shower whatever but like you you already know that they're gonna cry like you you know like oh you're good like you know you check up on them as soon as it happens you're like oh you're good they're like oh yeah i'm fine knowing 
you know, on the inside, they're going through a lot, a really lot. And like, it's like, I'm like, like I'm, I'm very proud that they're very, they can hold it enough to do things how they do. Cause like, they couldn't like, they couldn't have done the bitch away. They could have done, let somebody else done it. But you know, they were strong enough and they were strong enough to do what they had to do for both Papa and Uncle. Wow. Go ahead, Ada. What you got, son? So sometimes I would have, every time I would have a little nightmare, I have some dreams sometimes. And I was, and you know, I was talking about like names, like how, how it happened. So sometimes I would be dreaming, sleeping, sleeping, dreaming, and I'll be, so I'll be dreaming, I would suit up and make a time machine, right? Make a time machine with two sides on the way. And I'll be like, Brian, heads up! Next thing you know, he'll be like, who in the heck is that? <laughs> Next thing you know, I'll be like, Brian, I'm sorry. I pushed him off the way. He hit it like, oh. Next thing you know, I'll be like, what's good, Brian? I'm so. Hey, that's your way of bringing him back because you miss him. So, and, and that's, you know, and that's normal. That That's a normal feeling. That's. Let me go look at my stages. Is that bargaining? Yeah. Let me. Someone, what if I do this? What if I can create this time machine and go back in time and bring him back? I could or go back in time to prevent that moment. Right. So we all dealing with a stage. And then so let's pinpoint this. I think last week you said you was in the bargaining stage. I said I was angry. We we just witnessed the kids being in a bargaining stage as well. So imagine all of us in one house going through this stage of grief, and we got our we we all got our emotions going on, but we still have to get through the day. We still have to work. We still have to go right. to school. We still have to live our lives. And then, but you got little people and you got adults, and we got all this on our shoulder, and we still pressing forward. Right. Right. And you also have to hear from other people. Like how they how they think how it happened. Like how you they assume things and then now they just like talk they talk down on the situation. So so now we're dealing with other people's opinions. Right. And it's like mm. you don't even know what is going on in this in this circle in our household. And it's like it gets me upset. It gets me angry because like you really like you really don't know what we're going through as a family. Like we may show that we're the perfect family. We may show all these things, but on the, we could on the inside we could be we could, Yes, we can like have so much like we could just be gone or something. And like you don't even know. And I just like certain scenarios like you know they you know they don't they try to keep certain things that people said about uncle away from us. But at the same time, you know, you can hear people talk about it. Like around the family, hear people you're just like, like that made me like really upset. That made me like certain things they said about Uncle made me so upset. Like, everybody formulate an opinion, right? Like, and it was like, talking about that what made you upset? Yeah, and it was gotcha. just like, just please be quiet. Like you really don't know. And then like they show up to like the like the funeral and be all oh, they so they be so fake. And it's just like mm, you're not getting it. All right, so we're gonna. Um, yeah. I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> ah, 
Well, Lord have mercy. Yeah, I understand. You know. Um, go ahead, Patricia. <laughs> So, you know, so we're talking about things from the children's perspective. So they do hear the sidebar conversations. Mm. They do hear, um, they do, they are in tune with our feelings. They are in tune with our emotions. They may cannot, they, they may can't articulate it like how they want to, but we understand. So that's why it's important that we listen to the children um, know their thoughts, know their feelings as well, so we can process it all. It's great to have these conversations with your children now um, so they can understand grief, they can understand the stages, and they can deal with these um, unfamiliar emotions, or they can, you know, so they can find a way to, you know, to cope. We don't want them to have all these emotions build up inside, and then one day they just barrel out of control for not dealing with the, the emotions that's in. So I'm so glad that Ari and Aiden was, you know, they joined us this evening so they can um, share their thoughts on grief from their perspective. So it's definitely important. So if I'm talking to adults out there, if your children have experienced a loss, a very close loss, or even a school member, you know, if because I know in Columbia area there has been at least four students to be um that died, you know, over the past months or whatever. And that's an experience all by itself because they're used to that kid being on a football field or they're used to them being in class and joking around. So if your child has experienced any type of loss please have this grief conversation with them. And if you can't do it as a parent, provide, get them the necessary resources, like getting a counselor or a therapist or even the school counselor or a social worker, get someone that help can help them process their feelings. Right. Because I think so many criminals are behind bars now because they got un feelings that they never process and mm. end up taking it out on the next man because right. anger is real. Yeah. Anger yeah. is real. Yeah. I, 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 and I, I like the way you, you, you came with that spin. Absolutely. That if, if we don't learn or if we don't decide, you know, to, to deal with, you know, grief in the way that we're dealing with, then, um, you know, it can, it can unleash, continue to unleash, you know, negative, negative thoughts, negative ways again, because a lot of times people do retaliate based upon anger, based upon having a loss. And so if we just learn to have the conversation to kind of just, you know, talk about these things. And again, it's okay to get counseling. It's okay to find these people, these resources to be able to help you Talk those things out of your head, even if you cannot, even if you can't articulate it the way that you feel like you can. The fact is, if you start talking, they can try to help you. They can try to help help you formulate your words and put your words together. That's what that's the great thing about having a mediator or having someone to be able to talk to. My son has his hands up. Thing about this being parents, like even though I know you, you all maybe didn't really understand some of the things that they were saying, but I understood perfect, and that's how I was able to, you know, articulate what it is that they were saying. Because as parents, we have to be in tune with our children. We have to pay attention. We have to learn their language, 
And so, yeah. Aiden, go ahead. What you have to say? Okay. Got to get a little closer so they can hear. So, hi, everyone. I remember this one time, right? So, at, Grandma has pictures hanging up around her house, right? Mm -hmm. Everywhere. Every time I go there, I always see Brian, his football picture. I was like, man, I don't want to see it. I want him to take it down. Mm -hmm. And you want him to take it down because it, what? I want to see the real thing. You want to mm -hmm. see him? That That's good, Aiden. Oh I, God, that was so, good. he just said that he is tired of seeing the pictures of his uncle. And he wants to see the real thing. But the real thing was taken away from us. That's good, son. That's good, Aiden. That's real good. Mm. How many people out there that feels that way? Aiden just shared... And this is the good thing about having conversations is sometimes being able to say something that other people are thinking, but never share. Right. So how many mothers, how many fathers, sisters and brothers, kids, children that, that feel the same way just to be able just to have the real thing, the real thing present. And we can we can have more time again we understand that all of us have a time uh a time to leave time to to come from this place to the next we understand that um but you know if we if we learn if we learn how to deal with our emotions better <laughs> we learn how to deal with our emotions better i think that we can we can sustain you know, the promises that God has already promised us that he would time frame that it would give us if we just, you know, do what is necessary to take care of the temple and to to do what we can to treat people accordingly, treat them right. Uh, but to save ourselves from a lot of um, the things that we have to, to attend. And one of the things that we, we did, say, and again, we're talking about this this grief thing and, and going back to what Patrice said, and I think we may have to come back and have a discussion with that is you know, anger comes and people retaliate, you know, um, especially when you're talking about gun violence, those different types of things. People come back and say, so you got another loss. You got another on top of, on top of, on top of that, that you, that you have to deal with. And I think, we'll, again, we're, we're going to have to talk about it because one of the things, again, that people are not, you know, what we're trying to really push to kind of talk to, especially with children, because you're talking about them being ignored at times, you know, when, when we're talking about processes like this and then, you know, what goes on in their head, what goes in their mind when they're not able to channel that energy elsewhere. Because we have to remember the children has a void as well. They are yeah. missing someone who used to spend time with them. Um, for our kids, example, someone who used to take them to the movies and take them fishing and different things like that. So, you know, they that's a missing void as, as well. And so one thing about anger, we defined it. It comes when reality sets in. Frustration and helplessness are familiar feelings. You may direct that towards other people. 
and may direct that towards God or life in general. We are angry because we are frustrated about what has happened to our loved one. We can't change it, so we feel, let me go take a life too. And wow. even though it's taking a life for a life, it's a revolving door. It's just going to keep going in circles. You kill my family, I'm going to kill yours. You know, you're going to go back and forth, back and forth. And guess what? The feeling, the angry feeling, the void is still there. Right. Have a the day. person is still missing. And we're going to constantly miss that person. It's not going to change it. Only thing that's changed is either we're going to be incarcerated or we're going to be dead too. Yeah. I'm chasing revenge. Wow. Man. Grieving process. We, we just gotta, these are conversations we gotta have in order for the narrative to change. That's what my people's keeper is all about. Changing Making sure that we provide information, impartation, and inspiration in hopes that it will change the narrative to to a great positive. Um, one thing I, as we talked about those five dynamics of, of grief. I want to talk about the 12 steps, and I think we'll close on this, 12 steps in grief process. One is recover from a loved one's death requires more than time. That's the first thing. Recover from a loved one's death requires more than time. Yet if we allow ourselves the time to mourn, we can gradually break grief's grip on us. Recognizing the role and value of the grieving process orients us to accepting the fact of the death acceptance marks a major step towards recovery. Number two, grief is universal. Griefs are distinctive. Grievers are distinctive. Grief is universal. Grievers are distinctive. Grieving follows a pattern, but each griever experiences it differently. Awareness of the basic patterns reveal common ground for mutual help and support. Recognition of uniqueness enables grievers to help themselves, guides, sympathizes in what to say and do. Number three, shock initiates us into mourning. Shock initiates us into mourning. We go numb when someone we love dies. We feel stunned in a transit. This is nature's way of us against tragedy, tar uh, tragedy. The length and depth of this state varies according to our relationships, the cause of death, whether it was sudden or expected, etc. Shock allows us time to absorb what has happened and to begin to adjust. The guidance of caring people can sustain new grievers as num numbness wears off and acceptance grows. We regain control of the direction of our lives. Number four, grief causes depression. Grievers typically, but in varying degrees, experience loneliness and depression. This pain, too, will pass. Being alone need not result in loneliness. Reaching out to others is a key way to lessening loneliness and to overcome depression. Number five, <clears throat> grief is hazardous to our health. Grief is hazardous to our health. The mental and emotional upset of a loss by death causes physical distress, vulnerability to illness. Grievers sometimes neglect healthy nourishment and exercise. Overindulging in drinking, smoking, or medication, we might need a doctor's advice in regards to our symptoms, their causes, and their treatment. 
Number six, grievers need to know they're normal. Grievers need to know that they're normal. The death of a loved one makes the future very uncertain. We might panic in the face of the unknown and fear life without the one who died. Panic prevents concentration and defers acceptance on the fatality of death. It tempts us to run from life, to avoid people, and to refuse to try to new to refuse to try new things. We might even think we're going crazy. Patience with ourselves and willingness to accept help enable us so to do panic and outgrow its confusion. Seven, grievers suffer guilt feelings. Many blame themselves after a loved one's death for the death itself or fault in relationships we have and makes mistakes and sincere regret is the best response to them. I'm going to go and sum it up. Number eight, grief makes people angry. Nine, emotional, unhelpful um, characterizes grievers. Number 10, grievers often lack direction and purpose. Number 11, healing brings hope to grievers. And number 12, to survivors reaffirm themselves and choose life. Eventually, grievers recognize and embrace a healing truth. Grief, grief has changed me, but has not destroyed me. I've discovered new things about myself. I can build on strengths developed through adversity. I'm no longer my old self, but I'm still me. I face the future with confidence. Life is worth living because I can love and be loved. Processing of, of grief. Again, it's a process. Definitely a process. Some people used to say, I'm making it one day at a time. But I've changed that. I'm making it one moment at a time. I want to thank my special guests, my children, our children, the Robinson clan, Ariana, Janae Robinson, and my boy, William Aiden Robinson. That's right. Break it up. Break it up. Break it up. And as always, my lovely co-host, my queen, the lovely Patrice Robinson. Honey, I appreciate you so much. Um, definitely, uh, she is is one of the uh, one of the greats when it relates to you know having great discussions and pulling things out. You listen. I hope that this has been a blessing to all of you that are watching and that are listening to this podcast. Of shout my out to people's the listeners, people. the faithful listeners. Come on, let's, 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 let's make a shout out to the, all the we're, listeners. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Uh, keep tuning in. Keep tuning in. The content is going to get greater and greater. It, it is. It is. And listen, we have um, some definitely some special guests that are going to be coming. Uh, more guests, more topics that are going to be coming your way. So please like, love, and share. And again, I would love for you to continue um, to definitely support us on this platform, on our Facebook Live as well. But please, when you get a chance, I want you to go to Spotify. Spotify there and look for 119 Media Group. And there you will find My People's Keeper and all other platforms um, there, a podcast there on our 119 Media Group. Got a shout out to... To our team and to everybody that continues uh, to do what they do to bring um, this great content to you all. Again, my name is Will Robinson. I'm Patrice Robinson. I'm Ariana Robinson. And my my people's keeper. And I'm Aiden Robinson. That's right. <laughs> and my my brother's keeper. Yes, I am my brother's keeper. And my my sister's keeper. Yes, yes. I am. 
Am I my people's keeper? Yes, we are. Big Bert. It became my people's keeper. A moment of information, impartation, and inspiration to uplift, encourage, and most importantly, empower. So am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Am I my sister's keeper? Yes. Oh yes, I am my people's keeper. Typing. That's a typing. It's giving. Mm. And the first person that.